Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We I'm getting controversial today. We're gonna get controversial today with with. My my proudest moment is this interview and being able to talk to you too. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics, in collaboration with Fourth Wall Production, proudly brings to you the 51st episode of the Four Tales podcast. I'm your host, Kyron Silva, from Taurus Comics. Across the way is a plum purveyor of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick, and together we are your two award-winning Blurred Comic Creators, here to help you find your next favorite comic. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and other programs, and if you are listening or watching us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger and better audience. What's up, man? All of that. Yeah. What's going on? I can never get this dang on thing right. I'm trying to get, trying to be part of the the, the, the Scully crew. But I can okay. never get, get this thing to look quite right on my head. I don't know why. If you had hair, it might help. No, that's the okay. that's the whole point. Like I don't have any hair, so you put that put the scully on, put the beanie yeah. on, but uh-huh. the purple, I don't know, I don't know. It just doesn't look right on me. So, all right. Well, I want to anyway. I want to I want to bring up something that we were talking about off air. Um, Nineteen ninety six was the first episode of Pokemon, so we're coming okay. up on thirty years of Pokemon in in two thousand twenty six. Nice. That's what I'm and, talking about. Pokemon is there's 923 Pokemon right now. Oh, nice. I wonder who's going to be the the thousandth Pokemon. And okay, we're, we're showcasing Danny's gold Pikachu card that his kid gave him, which is why we my brought son, a Pokemon. Yes, my son uh, gave me. I guess there's the new gold cards that are out. Okay. And um, you know, he knows I love Pikachu. He knows Pikachu is my favorite Pokemon. Pikachu is the Smash Smash Bros. character that I always play with and destroy folks. Um, so, you know, Pikachu is a trash Pokemon. Anytime they get Pikachu, they they give them to me. Um, they give me all the Pikachu's and all the all the um, psychic Pokemon, the purple ones. They give me all the purple ones and all the Pikachu's. That tracks actually. For... Yeah. <laughs> that tracks. And he actually, my son actually made me a muscular Pikachu card. What? Why? Why know. Pikachu so sexy there? But I mean, I like Pikachu, Pikachu ripped. Pikachu I ripped. get that, but he looking like um, Jonathan Majors right there. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Okay, but I seriously doing, do want to get that workout pre- program, whatever he's doing. Yeah, um, because I mean, he was ripped for uh, Lovecraft Country, but mm-hmm. you could tell he's really gotten into even better shit. He's in shape, shape now. Yeah. I don't know if I want to put my body through that kind of thing, though. So, um, yeah. How you been doing, man? What you been up to? You enjoying all right. Enjoying the, the king so far this season? No. We haven't even... I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Hey, the Lakers but... haven't won a game either. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers haven't won a game either. But y'all were at least undefeated in preseason. That, that hey. means something, right? Yeah. 
Let's, wait, ladies and gentlemen, what the hell? My team got all bad ACLs still, but damn, man. Wow. My ACL is fine. It's the hamstrings that. No, no. He's talking about we got Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kevin, it's not even 8 hey, o'clock McCaffrey yet. Why you got to be so rude? McCaffrey's going to do good for y'all, man. I, I ain't no joke. I think McCaffrey's yeah. going to do really good for y'all. And I'm excited to root for him and not the 49ers. Okay. Why why can't you love my 49ers? I hope he gets 300 yards a game and y'all lose every time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Tempest Law says, hope both of you have a great week. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, well, oh, okay. Before we get them on... Kevin says, damn, you root for nothing but bad teams. This is correct. Okay. I I, I do love an underdog. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be team spoiler on this, though. I actually was a Lakers fan for most of the 80s. Mostly I was a Magic Johnson fan. Yeah. I loved Magic Johnson and his game. And then uh, the 90s came around, and I was like, Sacramento's right here. Kings are right here. Why am I not supporting my local team? Yeah, support the local so. team. That's how uh, I am with that's how I am with Charlotte and the Hornets. Exactly. They're literally two hours away, but they're they're usually terrible. Love jocks. Bro, I want to donate. I don't know what you want to donate, but if you want to, you can go to our website, fourtailspodcast.com. If you want to give us some money, there is an option there to buy a coffee and help support us. Absolutely. But we have two wonderful guests on today, right? We got um the tag team duo. Back uh, again. Check it. Tag team back again. Um, coming in and they they have a project. If you want to donate to something, you can donate to them also. You want to bring them on? You ready to bring them yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. All right. So who we have on today is the amazing Moana McAdams and the originator of all things, Ryan Robinson. What's going on, everybody? What up? What's what up? <clears throat> the originator. What's going it's early. on? You keep it's saying early. it's early. It's only ten o'clock. It's early. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's seven o'clock where where Kyron is, so it's even yeah, earlier right, for him. I, right. my the sun is not me. even up yet here. Like you can barely see the sun starting to peek I, through my window. I see that yet? My one right, like it's still early. Was that it had early. to be? It had to be ten o'clock in the morning. So you know, sometimes we do later ones for like if we have to accommodate for some guests, but usually. 10 a.m. Getting up and getting ready to go. But we appreciate y'all getting up nice and early and being here here with us. All right. So we want to get you guys familiar with our audience. So introduce yourselves officially. Tell us what you're working on. And I want to do something here because Danny recently said that for some reason he has never seen New Jack City. So I want you guys to tell us a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a movie that you have not seen that seems like everybody else's saw. I mean, Lord, Kyron, that's a heavy loaded question. I've seen a lot of movies. Um, oh, I got one. Nope. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, okay. But I definitely want to check it out for sure. All right. Ryan's, Ryan's like, I've seen every movie since 2005, so. Since Ryan's pretty on This is hard. Um. I hit. I do the hard hitting questions here, right off the bat, man. You're supposed to let them introduce themselves and then get the you know let the audience get a, 
Start loving them first I, before I you hit really them with the hidden question. I have not seen. Uh, Javon says you've never seen Catwoman, which that's a good thing if you've never seen Catwoman. That movie was horrible. What, with Halle Berry? Yeah. I've seen like snippets of that. I refuse to watch that movie. Good. I refuse. Um, Terrible. Terrible. You know what? You could come back to that. Yeah, we're going to come back to that because I've seen a lot of stuff. I stumped him right off the break. Yeah, off the rip. Like, off the rip. Yeah, I've never seen Ryan that stumped on anything. Yeah, I've seen a lot of movies. Okay, well, thanks for being on our show, you guys. Uh, yeah. Tell us about why you're here, what you're working on right now. Well, I'm here to be with my, my friends is what I'm here to, to, to do. Um I just I find it interesting um, that we have like all of these folks in our community that like some of y'all like I met Danny but Kyron we haven't met yet but I feel like you know I know y'all but um, <laughs> we are here to um, promote our new Kickstarter um, I am a children's book author is one of my hats that I wear um, so that's the hat that I'm one wearing today many, but um, many hats yes <laughs> um, it's called the Adventures of Nakoa and Nohea and uh, we're currently on Kickstarter with our third book, The Journey to Ikua. Um, and so this book is, um, this book brings Pacific Islander culture um, to Kickstarter. Um, it's about two kids who um, are kind of growing up um, in this island world, having just, you know, innocent kid lives until one day they get swept away um, into <laughs> a much bigger adventure um they discover some mystical creatures um and their own role that they will soon discover um in this world that their family has been chosen um to protect their people against an ancient enemy that they don't know anything about yet but they're about to learn they've heard it in their stories um, from their families but in their minds it was more like a make-believe story that you tell to kids um, but they're soon finding out that it's real, and they have a huge role to play in what's going to happen next. Nice. And I appreciate you saying the name of the title, because there was no way I would be able to pronounce that properly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I totally one get of the, it. Yeah, because one when of the, people see my book, Saw the Lightning Wilder, they're all like, Exob? How do you say that? So I totally yeah. get it. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that's one of the big things for me. Like, the children's book is the product, but I'm also... Um, trying to educate people and expose them to the Hawaiian language. Um, a lot of people don't even know that there is one um, and that there is a native, you know, an ethnic native people that are Hawaiian and not just you being from a state called Hawaii making you Hawaiian. Um, and so there's a deeper message in everything that I do. It's just that that's, that's how I roll. Um, I'm, I'm like a, I don't know the teacher that you've never had and didn't think you know you needed. Um, but I try to do it in a fun way and not just for kids, but for everybody. So in the book, it's also a bilingual book um, that is in English and Hawaiian um, and all throughout the campaign and in, in all the products that I create, um, I try to create ways for um, folks to kind of get exposed to the language, um, practice it, hear it. Um, and hopefully people will, you know, dive in and want to learn more. Now, was that something as a creator that you wanted to do with like most of your books? Like right off the bat, you said, I wanted to introduce culture that people weren't aware of with all your books. Or is that just. Yeah, I mean, and I would say it's not just my books. It's like 
anything that I create, right? Like I also have nice. my own clothing line, which has been a little bit on the back burner now just because um, I really want to get into this children's book series. But at the center of all of that is my culture and helping people to understand it. Um, because being from Hawaii, you know, like no matter who comes, whether wherever you come from, whoever you are, um, one of the common themes that people um, say is that it's such a special place um, and the pe it's really the people that make it um, so welcoming. Um, and so that's what I try to infuse into my book and my series and help more people, um, you know, experience um, and access it. Uh, when I was talking to Jeremy on the Story Monster, you know, I was mentioning that like, most people who can't afford can't afford to go to Hawaii, right? So you'll never get to experience it. Um, and so for me, as someone, uh, one of probably the fewer people that have left Hawaii and created a life elsewhere, I'm still very rooted, um, you know, back in the islands and doing the books and my clothing line. All of those things are ways for me to stay connected. Um, and so this is, in my view, just another way for me to help people um, go to Hawaii without actually having to pay the thousand dollar plus ticket to be out there um, and share, you know, the wonderful things that I love about our culture. Yeah. I love that. And you, something you said earlier um, about educating. So mm -hmm. one thing you love, one thing I love about social media and all these different platforms, whether it's YouTube or, you know, now TikTok or Facebook or Instagram, whatever it is, is that you can see things that you you know you can learn about things that you may never not have even known you were interested in before right you know um TikTok is is like it's like ground zero for learning interesting things that you never even thought of you know mm -hmm. whether it's how to how to cook an egg in a different way or you know uh uh or about a, a an island that you never even knew existed or something like that so um i think i think that's one of the great things about you know, technology today yeah. is that you can kind of, you know, learn about things that you, you know, like you said, you don't now I don't got to I don't have to be able to to spend that thousand dollars to go. I can learn a, a little bit, you know, um, through my through my phone or through my my, my laptop. And then, you know, uh, <laughs> don't be messing up. Eggs. Um, <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> you know, um, if I when I do want to actually go, you know, now that um, like one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, what, what are, what are, what is one of the things that if people, you know, want to get to know that your, your culture, like if I do finally get to take that trip to Hawaii, um, what's something that I, that you, you know, that I would have to do, what's something that I absolutely should do that, you know, the normal tourist isn't going to think of. Um, oh, that's a, that's an interesting question because it really depends on which Island you go to. Every Island has something special about it um and i try to incorporate that into our book too but so like a lot of people probably have known and have heard of waikiki because of elvis or other commercial crap that's out there uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but like so for somebody who's going to that island that island would be oahu and this you know the capital or the city of Hawaii is Honolulu. And that's that's that island. Um, but my main thing there would be don't just don't stay in Waikiki. Like you can go there and do the touristy things, whatever. But if you are interested in really appreciating the culture and the people go out into the other parts of the island, 
Um, I would definitely respectfully go out to the other cultures. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely respectfully. That's I'm glad you brought that up, Kyron, because um, the things that I've heard from people who are not respectful is the way they get treated when they come to Hawaii. And my my always my thing that I always say is like, welcome to the people of color and how we're treated every single day. Um, but if you go in there with respect, like you you will be you know it'll be it'll be reflected right back to you. Um, and so like if you're going to that island, I would definitely recommend the Polynesian Cultural Center. Um, it is that is like one of my favorite things, even as a local. It's a tourist attraction for sure, but it exposes you to like a lot of different Pacific Islander cultures, not just Hawaiian. They have like Fijian, Samoan, Tongan, um, all these different cultures. Um, mm. And so that's a great experience to have this amazing night show, which is really, really fun. Um, and no matter what island you're on, you should definitely um, try out the local foods. Um, that's like one of the things that I miss the absolute most is the foods. Um, it is a great place because it's a mixing pot of diverse cultures. Um, there's like, you know, foods from different cultures, but then also like mashups of, you know, taking different elements of, of two different cultures and putting it together and creating like our own um, dishes and things like that. So um, yeah, definitely. And then if you go out to like, I always recommend like craft fairs and markets and things like that, because that's where the locally owned businesses show up. Um, just like, you know, like same, same problems with us, right? Like a lot of these big shows we would love to go to, it gets you a lot of traffic, but for the small business, it's not always economical. Right. And so I'm always looking for like the, the local craft fairs and, and smaller events where you can really engage, um, with the people who are there I love it. and help um, the business. Most importantly. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm all about, uh, traveling for food. My wife, my wife loves to travel. And, you know, she even worked for American Airlines for a while so that we could fly to places. Oh, nice. And my number one motivation is always the food, whatever, wherever, the, whatever the food is, I'm trying to try it, you know, no matter what. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down for that. Yes. Absolutely. <clears throat> right, yeah, now, I definitely plan my trip home around food. Like <laughs> how many meals do I have and how many places can I fit in that, <laughs> in that time? Now, Danny just sent me a picture. I guess he wants me to share this. I don't know. Uh, but Danny wanted to know if this is you, Moana. Let me see if I can bring it up oh, this here. Is gonna be awesome. <laughs> is it me? I don't know. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on the on the Kickstarter page, and I was like, "Did they base this character on Moana?" I, I like it. <laughs> it's dope. Which is so like funny. It. No, yeah. Um, this is actually out of Midjourney. This is AI art, um, and is so I it? was looking for content. Yeah, it's it's actually really good. I was like, okay, um, yes. and so yeah, like in in our book, I really want to highlight uh, the women warriors uh, in Hawaiian. We call it the Mana Wahine, um, but in Indigenous culture, you know, like the women have always played a big role. Um, in leading, you know, their people and taking care of the community. And so um, I wanted to make bring this to the forefront because um, a lot of even in our own Hawaiian culture is really focused on the males or the kane um, uh, and the male warriors. And they're all all very important. Right. But like, I just don't want women to be missing from the picture because 
in our stories, which are not always written down, the women also play a prominent role. So not necessarily putting one ahead of the other, but just showing like the yin to the yang, like both are needed for a healthy um, functioning society. Um, and I was, I was just really surprised that this one <laughs> came out pretty, pretty accurate. Um, even one of my sister's friends was like, is that your sister? And I was like, well, the, I mean, the AI did a amazing job. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that um that mid journey thing, it's uh it's pretty cool, you know, but I don't think I don't think uh, you know, AI art is at a point where it can um do what in in, in uh, a traditional artist can do. Even, you know, with all the and they, they do come up with some great concepts. Kyron Kyron was sending me stuff a few weeks ago, um from was it mid journey you were using or was it the uh the um I think it, was, it might have been uh, night cafe or Might wonder been, yeah. um, i've been using ai art as character design yeah. tool and honestly as a layout tool for some for the book i'm working on with danny at times where i'm just stuck on what something should look like i'll just send it into ai and just to get a just to get a just a an overview of what i think it should be mm-hmm. um i don't feel like it's at this point something that you can replace an actual artist with but Honestly, five, ten years from now, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of people using AI for just general art. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that it's slowed down a lot now that they're starting to make people pay for it, though. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, Ryan, what, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the AI art movement that's going on these days? Or have you have you gotten into it all? Or, or I see Javon thinks that Javon says it's stealing. So, I, you know, I haven't heard that perspective, but I'm sure. I, I'm sure Javon will give me an earload in the in the DMs later. <laughs> we could talk about that on another show. I have no argument for that, but go ahead. <laughs> AI art. Um, AI art is just AI art. It, it would never be anything essential to what an artist can do. There you go. AI art is only used for me conceptually if you want to find concepts for what you want your project to look like, but essentially it would never be something that you can use traditionally for anything, to be honest. Anything for comic books, paintings, to drafting, or even conceptual design or graphic design, it would never be used, unfortunately. So it's just another tool for people to essentially want what they want their project to look like. Um, but if it's going to be used anything other than that, I can't see it as anything else. Um, to be honest, because artists have visions that artificial intelligence can never produce. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of put it in the lane with um, like stock art or yeah, you know, like interest, yeah, anything yeah, that like nature. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like if you. You know, mm-hmm. a concept for what you would like. If I wanted to look up, exactly. you know, a samurai warrior on on iStock or you know, or in Vato or whatever, you know, Good I have traditional kind of reference. But other yeah. than that, not used for anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because um, mm-hmm. even before, like, for me, that's how I use it, right? Like to kind of put into vision something beyond stick figures which is what i can do um (laughs) but like i i am really respectful of the art form and so before i even like showed them to ryan i'm like okay i'm just showing you like what i'm trying to convey 
please don't think that like I'm gonna take this AI art and put it in the book. That's not my yeah. intent. It's just more of like helping him understand the feeling. Because I know, I mean, artists like like anybody that's passionate about their craft, like you don't want to offend them, right? Like, so that was a big you thing. Want, me, right? was you like, do not want to offend your artists. I definitely, definitely <laughs> did, never want to offend my artists. <laughs> so, like, t- <laughs> talking about artists and and writers, how did the two of you guys? end up collaborating initially like how did you guys meet and get together as a team like that? um that's all through mike um i met moana through michael watson um it always leads back to michael watson everything leads back to (laughs) (laughs) this is seven degrees of michael watson's what it is um but uh we were on the show together and we just kind of like hit it off and then like moana was talking about a book and I was talking about, well, I was going to do a children's book back in the day with another person, but it fell through. It was about, like, I was doing all these designs and stuff, and it just didn't work out. It kind of, like, just ghosted. Um, and then I was like, well, there, I'm done with that. But then she already had a published book out called uh, The Adventures of Nicole and I Have a, a Fishing Day with Papa Rat. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, that's awesome. And then she was talking about doing another book, and I'm like, that's cool. And then I just started messing around, and then I sent her something one day, like just randomly. And next thing I know, I'm just sending more stuff and sending more stuff and sending more stuff. And then she's sending me back ideas and notes and scripts. And I'm like, are we making a book right now? (laughs) We're making a book. And that's essentially how it started. And we just start dropping stuff online, like little nuggets here and there. And then it just it just happened, so it just literally happened. Yeah, that's that's so much better than than the way I usually, you know, approach artists is with um, begging and um, and pleading <laughs> for the for them to work with me. So uh, that's, you never that's begged to for me to work with you. I did for I, for years. I did, I did. You just you just didn't notice it because I was sly about it. You know, you got to be sly. I, about it. I, uh... My wife has always told me I'm not good with subtlety, so I guess so. <laughs> All right, we do have a question. Vicinia asks, what are some personal themes from your life that show up in your books? Oh, wow. Um, so there's a lot of themes that show up in the books, but I try to put like at least one or two in each one. The first one is very much about, I mean, it was a love letter to my father who passed away, essentially, but the core value of that one was like kindness and being um, observant of your environment and understanding that people, seeing people in a particular circumstance doesn't um, mean that that's their end outcome and that they can't overcome a difficult situation. Um, The second one is really about fun and bravery and courage um especially when life hits you with a curveball and you're like what the hell is going on right now um being able to like regroup and like lean on the people around you lean on your friends and the people who you know really care about your success and you as a person um and using them to kind of restore your own belief in yourself and overcome something hard uh and then the third one is Man, the third one is like, holy shit, I might be bigger than what I am. Um, <laughs> it's really about discovery and like embracing your your inner power and your identity 
and having the confidence that that is enough and um you know also joining forces with with your friends and, and learning from the people who came before you um to help you on your own journey um and fulfilling your own destiny or vision or dream that you have for yourself <laughs> the mic drop there yeah, i was gonna say is that the mic drop right there <laughs> What about you, Ryan? What do you think the themes are? Because you're the artist, though. I mean, for me, like, creating uh, Moana's vision has been just the, the most highlight of everything. Um, in book two, uh, I needed to keep it graphically kind of flat because the original book um, was graphically uh, done. So I didn't want to stray too much away from the original illustrator who did book one. Um, but my influences in book two with the dynamics and color and color range and all that in the book um, and creating new ideas and new characters with the book. But book three is, is all me. There's, there's nothing beyond that. It's all me. So there's a lot more texture, a lot more feeling, a lot more things that you can look at. Each page will be dynamic in its own way. So um, it's going to be a lot of me in book three, there'll be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of change in book three. <laughs> That's the whole key element of book three is change. Um, mm -hmm. Because our kids uh, learn, grow, and change in this book completely. So it's kind of like the game changer book. Um, so I'm looking really forward to that. But like Moana said, book one is a love letter to her father, um, but it's also a teaching moment. It teaches you a lesson in that book. Uh, book two is about uh, growth and bravery and leaning on your friends and discovering new things and what you're capable of. And book three is literally all about change. So it's, it's looking, looking really, really good. Really good right now. <laughs> looking good. So... But I mean, with the book and the art itself, like it, you can see the dynamics and tone. Book three is a big tonal shift. It's a, a different tone. It's a more, it's, I wouldn't say serious. It's serious in nature, but it's fun at the same time. The fun will always be there, but it's, it's very, very grounded in teaching you something because our kids learn throughout this journey. When we say journey to Akua, it's literally a journey. This is a quest. This is fun. We're seeing things. There's new characters, but there's mischief along the way. So, yeah. Okay. I, I like how... Oh, go ahead, Dan. No, go ahead. I was just saying that that sounds amazing. Well, I like how you're also mentioning that um, there's new things on all these books in both of you guys are also doing things outside of books. You're, you're podcasting. Uh, and I've noticed creators are now using that as another avenue, basically to reach out to different creators and, and your audiences. So how did you guys get into podcasting? So for me, the podcasting part was um, probably like six months into COVID, you know, like it was still that time when we didn't know how long it was going to last, how long, you know, if we were going to have cons again, like what, what is this world going to look like? 
Um, and so I was just missing, you know, the community and, and being around our creatives. I always get inspired anytime I come back from a con. It's, you know, when, when my, <laughs> my battery is running low, um, coming back from a con is, is a great way to fill it up. So I was just looking for opportunities to reconnect. Um, and I thought, you know, what better way than doing it through a podcast? Um, and another kind of struggle and challenge that I see, at least, is, um, you know, we have a lot of amazing talent in the indie community, but it's really hard for us to break into cons in terms of like, well, one, having a table because it's, you know, it requires economics. But then even when you get into there, getting into like um, good high visibility places, one of those being like on panels and things like that, and, you know, being able to talk about your book because I know, you know, in doing this, like it's through the stories of, you know, creators and hearing more about their backgrounds is when people can really better connect with a book um, and give it a chance, especially when it's a brand new property that is not a mainstream thing that people understand. Um, and so like, for me, that's what the podcast was my attempt to do is help to highlight, you know, the creatives that I've discovered um, and really just help them come on a platform and grow their audience um, in a really organic way. For our podcast, we haven't done a lot of the digital ad stuff and maybe it doesn't make my numbers great, but as the community that we are building is, it, it's actually very filtered in a good way because this is people who have like sought it out intentionally and are really interested in the types of content that we create versus somebody throwing something in there you know, throwing something in front of you and maybe you'll give it a chance for a while, but then it'll kind of fade away. So, um, yeah, and everything that I do, I'm really about the community because that's a big part of my culture and, you know, why I'm here today and able to do everything that I'm doing right now. And this is just like another way for me to give back. I, I put that into everything that I touch. Um, and so I just, I love that. No, Ryan, you don't want to add anything? <laughs> He's I like, mean, that's, me, a, like, that's all. She said I, everything. I, I think for me, like, <laughs> I, I did podcasting a while back, back in like 20, like late 2018, early 2019, before uh, it was called R Square Drawing Forum. I did a creative corner that didn't last long at all. Because, <laughs> like, work was busy. So, and then um, I fell into uh, Tony Clapper. Tony Clapper. Like clap invited me to be a co-host on like uh, Five Star Fridays. I've been doing that ever since, so that's been really fun. And I mean, like I've been guest on other people's shows, so that's been really a lot of fun. Um, but in regards to podcasting, um, I'm just on Five Star to Five Star. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's it. Like. Not a lot of podcasting experience. I mean, I did it for a short period of time, but it requires a lot of work, to be honest with you. It is a lot of work to maintain that functionality and that that continuous schedule, being there, being active, being all that. So, you know, and I was doing it like three times a week, and I thought that was just dumb to get. It is a lot. Yeah. We all know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, and then they could just stop because the yeah. boy was tired. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. Sometimes you got to take a break, you know? Mm -hmm. That's all right. 
Well, I think this is the time of our show where we're going to have to get some quick takes on. Or, and are you ready with that, Danny? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Now, if you're not familiar with our show, Quick Takes is a rapid fire. The man is laughing already. I'm scared. <laughs> um, it's a rapid fire session. You're going to have 45 seconds. Danny's going to give you five questions. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start that. <laughs> Leg all kicked up like a printer. Um, all right, so uh, quick takes, and we're gonna do um, some of these questions I have specifically for one or the other, and then you know, some of them I'll be for both of y'all. So, um, we're gonna jump in right with the first one. Um, this one is for both of y'all. Um, uh, we talked a little bit earlier about why culture is important in comics. Um, I want to know if you could learn about one culture um, in comic book form, which culture would you want to learn about and why? Amazon's powerful women. African culture, powerful in general. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Though it's been done in Marvel, but like I don't think it's been done extensively. I want like a little mm-hmm. bit more historical representation. Yes. Okay. Okay. Can I add on to that? Um, people, if you want to do something about Africa, can we get out of Egypt? Yeah. It seems like anytime everybody says, let's make something about powerful people in Africa, it's Egypt. Yeah. But anything outside of Egypt is the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So can we go yeah. outside? <laughs> can we go outside of Egypt, please? You, you got a point there. You got a point. <laughs> you got a point. Okay. All right. Bet Question number two. Question number two. Um, I've, I've been following Moana for a while and, you know, recently with, with Ryan, um, I noticed that Moana sometimes had some, some, um, stars, some stars, um, from different industries that, you know, um, would kind of impact, impact, you know, her viewership. And then, but also she, um, works with other creators, you know, um, who are building right alongside of her. So, um, my question is about building horizontally. Um, how, what do you think is more impactful building horizontally or building vertically, meaning like reaching out to celebrities and, you know, and get them to endorse your stuff or kind of building a solid foundation with the people who are kind of on your same level? Um, I think the foundation is, is foundational. Um, it's, it's very, very important because no matter how big you get, if you don't have a, a solid foundation, it can all come crumbling down. Um, I believe in creating an, a, a great product, a strong product, something that you are really passionate about because the people that you ultimately want to reach, if you're doing great quality work, they'll eventually find you. Um, and so I try not to get into the the, the headspace of like, um, you know, I think a lot of that is like trying to do the popularity contest or what, you know, what can get attraction that way. That's never been the way I've approached things, I was never the popular person, even as a kid. And I didn't really care. I was always, you know, doing the things that I wanted to do. And the people who would come around me is the folks that I want to be in my tribe anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love that. I, I, I grew up, you know, into Pokemon, like we were talking about. And, you know, I was one of the only ones in the school who was, so I always kind of felt like an outcast. So it, it, it always feels great finding people who, who enjoy the same things that you do. And like you said, I think they stick around for the for the long haul. Um, 
this next question is for both of you. Um, I've seen, uh, again, Moana at comic book conventions. I want to say the first time I saw her at the show was Baltimore Comic Con. And she had the motorcycles out there was the, the big posters and banners, you know, uh, people out there. You know, she had the, the bike helmets and everything. So, you know, I thought that was an amazing hook. Like I was like, I got to go over here, you know, even if I didn't know, know, know y'all, um, you and I think you and your husband were there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, even if I didn't know y'all, I would have to come and come and see y'all. And and then for Ryan, you know, he's got the amazing art. He's got a, a fresh style that, you know, is unmistakable when you see it. You know, you see, you know, it's Ryan's art. Um, so what do you, what, what is, what would you say about, um, about having an amazing hook? Like, how does, how is that helpful to you to, um, to quickly, um, grab people's attention and bring them in? You want to go first, Ryan? Um, I think for me, um, development time, knowing your sources, what you like to do, um, and your key demographic. Um, it's all about being who you're targeting and what your demographic is and what you like to do. Um, for me, my art for digital art took a while to discover. Um, I, I've been doing digital art since like 2016 and it was rough. I mean, you really have to find aesthetically what you want to please and then build your foundation around it. Um, and then I really like down the road continuously doing it every day I found my niche found where I wanted to be where I wanted to go with that and you know build my way up and still continue to build every day in regards to that so I think for me it's just about targeting what you want to do where you want to be and how you separate yourself from everybody else because there's a lot of people who do the same stuff but not a lot of people who are outside the box doing their own thing there's only a few people that I can think of right now off the top of my head that are doing their own thing. So um, that's that's the key in my everything for me in, in that perspective. Yeah, I would definitely uh, reiterate what Ryan just said about being able to separate yourself. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's really what identity is. Right. And what what is it and how can you communicate that to the people that you're trying to reach? Um, I will say from like the marketing hook perspective, um, that's definitely my husband's strength. Like our whole Baltimore setup, that is like we go all out for that one because that's our home con and and we really want to um, co- connect with the community here. Um, he pulls a lot of his inspiration from what works for wrestling, right? Like we know like you don't have to be a great wrestler, but if you got a good gimmick, like the yeah. people will love you and you'll be like, <laughs> they'll be seeking you out, right? Um and so, like, that's, like, how he wants people to experience our, you know, especially our booth at Baltimore is, like, you're coming through, you know, the walkway and, like, here's my entrance. Here I am. Um, and uh, hopefully, I, I think that conveys. Um, and then the, mo- the motorcycle part is a huge part of our comic book series. It revolves around a biker family, um, which comes from the true story of our lives. Um, and so, it's it, you know, it's the balance of that showmanship, but also authenticity as well. And it absolutely works. I'll just tell you that. Um, (laughs) Okay. So question number four, Um, I've recently talked to, you know, I talk all the time about how, you know, I'm kind of awkward on social media when it comes to, you know, different like Twitter, I'm terrible at Instagram. You know, I never know what to post on Instagram, Facebook, you know, it's just my family is on here. So, you know, I try to stick to that, but 
when it came to TikTok, it really like TikTok was really the platform for me. You know, I'm I'm impulsive, creative, creatively. And, you know, I can make something fast and put it out there and people seem to rock with it. Um, so I'm kind of big on knowing which social media platform is for you. So my question is, if you can only use one social media platform um, for the rest of your career as a comic book in comics or, or children's stories, um, which comic, which platform would you use and why? Well, if Facebook's algorithm wasn't annoying as hell, it would probably be that one. Uh, <laughs> but um, I mean, does YouTube count? Because I, I think just like, or counts, just the yeah. podcast, like the podcast for me is the one that works because I'm very much about stories. Like I suck at like cold pitching and like I'm getting better, right? Like but at conventions, oh man, it's still hard for me. Um, but no matter what I do, people seem to resonate with me most. Um, when they see me like doing, you know, interviews like this or, you know, hosting panels and things like that. So um, that's that's what I would say. Absolutely. What about you, Ryan? I'm old, Danny. <laughs> Ain't that old. So, uh, like, I don't usually like I'm terrible at social media. Like my Instagram has not probably been updated for like three years. Um, <laughs> I'm being real. Uh, my That's TikTok terrible. hasn't been updated probably for like six to seven months now. Um, <laughs> so if it was going to be one platform, it'd probably be Facebook, to be honest with you. That's the only platform I primarily use. Mm -hmm. um, I don't use hardly anything else. I don't use Twitter. I don't use these Snapchats for the kids these days. Uh, uh, what's another one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, so, no, I'm old, Danny. I don't do any of that. Um, but TikTok, I mean, TikTok is great, essentially, to sell yourself. Um, I think it's the best way to sell yourself um, in regards to getting your, your name out there because everybody can literally see it. So if it would be another other platform I would choose, it would probably be TikTok. I just Same. don't have the patience for oh, TikTok, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's TikTok is so bad. To, to do you literally, TikTok. literally, just make the video and post it. Like it's yeah, it, me making a video would be five <laughs> minutes for you, Danny. <laughs> two hours for me, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go with your strengths. Yeah, yeah, gotta I go. Agree. Gotta go where 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 the simplicity for someone <laughs> like me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so last question. I usually take this last question. Um, as a, as a tip for our other show, Top Five Live, and um, I'm gonna get you both to do me a top five of your indie, um, your top five indie collaborations. So somebody that you haven't worked with um, in the indie community that you want to work with, give me both your your top fives, um, and they don't have to be in any particular order. Just five people that you haven't worked with that you would love to work with. Not me and Kyron because it's our show, but anybody else. Well, wait, wait, wait. Why I'm can't likely. they pick me? I would say I'm Make me feel girls. good, damn it. <laughs> I would say that, but I'm already working for them currently right now. So, um, I, I, ooh, I haven't worked for Taurus Comics, so I haven't done anything for Kyron. I haven't done anything for Ace Play. Um, you got Lumberjacks, though. You did Lumberjacks, though, so. Yeah, I did Lumberjacks. 
Um, I would say Charlie McFly's joint, Spider Squirrel. Oh my God, yeah. Um. Oh jeez. Uh, probably something for Brian J. Lambert. Um, English comics. That's a good. Mm-hmm. And something for Concrete, probably as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd like. I'd love to see you. You do a uh, acolyte. That would be. That would look dope. I think that would be great. All right. What about you, Moana? Uh, writing or, or or designing characters or or a clothing line. Any of that stuff. Who would you? I want to see a stick figure comic from Moana oh. now. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus stretch goal. Uh, <laughs> so I have to say, uh, my boy Newton Lelevoir would definitely be on there. Um, Afua Richardson. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see, Sebastian Jones. Uh, with Niobe for sure. Um, man, this is a hard one. Um, oh, uh, Roy Okupe, who does Malaika and uh, I'm blanking on the kids' one. Um, and then I would say also TJ Sterling, great comics. Um, he mm-hmm. and I have been friends for a while, yeah, we talked about yeah. it before, just haven't had yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, um. What's his name? Uh, you just said his name, and it, it blank blanking on me from Stranger Comics. He's he's another one who, who has Sebastian has an amazing amazing setup too. I want to yeah. say when we when they did Baltimore, they were close in proximity to y'all. Yep. Um. So yeah, they they have an amazing setup too, and they have cosplayers out there, you know. Yeah. In in everything, so. And Sam is um, an amazing people. pitch. Like, uh, yeah. He, I'm just like here, take all the monies. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I try to stay away. Like, there's certain people that I have to stay away from. Same. Uh, like, especially if it's a three-day weekend. Like, I'll go multiple times with five people. Um, yeah. So, thank you. That was uh, that was quick takes. Uh, quick takes brought to you by uh, Pikachu. No, 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 no. Not, not no. Pikachu. No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no. You. We've already talked about this. Nothing mainstream. It's got to be indie if you're gonna. Oh, it's got to be indie. That. It's gotta be indie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, okay, wait. Uh, this week's quick taste brought to us by Heat because I know Javon is heated right now that no one has picked him. <laughs> and I was thinking that too. Like, Javon's in the chat just seething and no one said his name. This is two weeks in a row <laughs> that we did a top five collaborations and no one has said his name. So, Javon hey, is heated. Get, so, we're going to get you. I already collaborated with Javon, so I can't, I, you know, we already got something. So, so we did have another. We do have a question from Javon Um, Moana. Are you going to be at Baltimore Comic Con this weekend or next weekend? We're not vending this year. I might go just to you know like walk around, hang out, see what everybody's doing. But yeah, we we decided not to go this year. We went last year and it was um, (sighs) lackluster, I would say. And part of it was the logistics outside of the convention center. They had folks waiting out there for like hours because they only had one person doing the COVID screening thing. And I'm like, see, no. You're pissing off the attendees, and the vendors are sitting there like, "Where is everybody?" <laughs> so, wow. uh, yeah, we decided to give it another year off. Sorry. All right. Yep. If we and do go, I'll stop by Javon for sure. Vest, I'm assuming this is for Ryan because she put this when Ryan was talking. Uh, post your TikTok videos on Instagram and as reels. So, you didn't update your Instagram. So there you go. Yeah, Ryan's like, "All right." I also want to mention Ryan. I'm older than you, and 
I think Juan and I are in the same age. Probably. So you can't be sitting there talking about your you're old and you're not doing oh. these things. No. I'm old. <laughs> it don't oh, count. I don't see any gray in your beard like I got. You oh, there is. I say I'm just far away. There is. There is. Right. Trust and believe. There is. <laughs> there is, but it's not that much. All right. Well, this has been fun, you guys. Um, before we let you go, we want to make sure everybody checks out your work. So, where can we check out your your books, your buy your stuff, check out your social medias? Where's the best place to reach you? So our Kickstarter uh, is live now, and it's scrolling on the thing. But if you want a faster link, MoanaTheAuthor.com will take you right back to that link. Uh, we're on, we're live till November 11th, but I really want to hit before because I'm, I'm actually going to be out of the country the last week, and I'm kind of stressing out about that. Um, you can find the Moana Nui podcast every Thursday here on the Agents of Geekdom at 7 and 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, on Instagram at the real life Moana, on Facebook Moana McAdams, and the Adventures of Nakoa and Nohea. All right. Ryan, what about you? Uh, Facebook Ryan Robinson, TikTok The Art of Ryan Robinson, and you can find me at Five Star Fridays on the Agent of Geekdom Network, um, and at MoanaTheAuthor.com for the Adventures of Nakoa and Nohea, Journey to Akua. Currently, right now, running till November 11th. All right. And Danny? Um, if you're looking for me, you can find us on our website, fourthwallclose.com. If you want to check out Ace Blade on social media, it's at the Ace Blade on all social media accounts. Kyron, where can people find you? Uh, you can find my work at tourscomics.com. Uh, if you want to check out any of my things on social media, check me out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn. Uh, what was the other one? Tumblr, all Taurus comics. I know. I'm... Uh, but if you, if this is your first time checking out the Four Tales podcast, and you want to maybe go back and listen to some other episodes, you can do that by going to fourtalespodcast.com. That is the number four T A L E S podcast.com. You can check out some of our past episodes. If you want to, you can support us by giving us a coffee or buying some of our merchandise that helps support our podcast but please come back next week where we are going to have sean barbour on we're going to talk about his books um belial and the book i worked on with him i drive for server which is really fun so i hope you guys check that out uh i don't know who this person is but good morning to you but until next time sayonara goodbye and please take care of yourselves thanks guys thanks I wanna know what it is Quick is trying to say